Good day. This is Josh Belk with the Belk on Business Podcast. Today, we're going to talk a little bit about accountable uh, business plan or accountable plan for uh, for business expenses. In recent days, uh, it's been an issue that we run across a number of times with clients, and I thought it might be uh, helpful to sit down and record a podcast. Uh, and I, I record these primarily for our clients and, and put this out for mass distribution and uh, maybe something. Hopefully, if you're listening in, that if you have employees, you will find helpful. This is an area that kind of creates a lot of confusion, and I think a lot of maybe what I'll talk about on this podcast will kind of help in in general when it comes to documentation of business expenses, but I'm really going to kind of silo on uh, what does the relationship look like, what are the requirements uh, that are in place if you are going to reimburse uh, employees and uh, the expenses they may incur individually. Now, um, prior, up until 2000, uh, the end of 2017, beginning of 2018, uh, in 2017, we, thought, we saw the Tax Cut and Jobs Act uh, passed. What that did is it, re- it eliminated the 2% miscellaneous itemized deductions. And a part one of those deductions was uh, employees would be able to deduct any sort of expenses that they had paid out of pocket as it relates to their employer that they were not reimbursed for. So that particular deduction was uh, was removed, and um, so now the only way that an employee can get reimbursed is through uh, is through an accountable plan. And we'll also talk about uh, what I guess we can call a non-accountable plan and what that looks like as well as we kind of go through this. But we're really going to kind of focus on accountable plans. So you're going to go out, and your your employees are going to um, are going to have an exp- are going to have expenses, or you're an employee, and uh, you have expenses that you need to get reimbursed for. Uh, what does that process look like, and that look like, and that's what we're going to talk about in, on today's podcast. So, some employees in, in my in my business, uh, we you know uh, this rarely happens, uh, but I think probably in many businesses, especially if you have uh, employees that travel, employees that are out of the office a lot, uh, they're probably going to have expenses that they uh, that need to, they need to be reimbursed, and of course, it becomes very very troublesome. Uh, to you know, to try to, to send them with cash, to pay out of pocket, turn and receive, you know, those types of things, or try to find some other way to pay. Um, so generally, uh, sometimes it's just easier just to have an employee pay for an item and then bring in a receipt, and then uh, they get reimbursed. Uh, the problem is, uh, as is the case, I think even sometimes in general with business owners, is the process of keeping receipts. And, uh, and once again, we'll talk a little bit about that as we work through this podcast. So uh, an employee, uh, if you're going to have an accountable plan, now this is going to be generally a written document. It does not have to be a written document, uh, but generally it's advisable that, uh, that you have a written document that's going to outline what does that relationship look like? What are you expecting as an employer from the employee to get reimbursed? And that particular uh, uh, document needs to have certain elements uh, within it, and we'll talk about that as well. So an employee that, um, that uh, doesn't get reimbursed uh, for, uh, for an item, Okay, the uh, the business isn't going to be able to expense it. There's no way for that employee to uh, to essentially take that deduction on their on their tax return. So an accountable plan is something that is ex- that is extremely helpful. Now, um, and if accountable plan isn't followed, so let me kind of talk about first uh, what happens if you have this plan in place and an employee does not follow it, meaning that um, he either he doesn't have the receipt um, or doesn't follow the the process, then that employee can still get reimbursed. However, uh, it is going to uh, be added to their wages. So essentially, you're going to add it to their to their paycheck. Uh, but it's not going to be at the net level. It's going to be at the growth level. So it's going to have taxes taken out of it. Okay. So it, it generally is a, it's essential for an employee if they want to get reimbursed tax-free uh, to make sure that they follow the accountable plan uh, as it is outlined by, uh, by, uh, by, uh, by your business. So an accountable plan outlines how the expense is to be claimed and documented. 
Uh, the expense must be substantiated. It must be for a, for a reasonable business purpose. Okay, now once again, this is a relationship between an employer and employee, not a relationship between uh, a business owner and a contractor, an independent contractor. Okay, you can have some sort of a type of an agreement with them, but it's generally not advisable. Uh, so generally, it's let the let the the contractor go through pay for their own expenses. If they do need to invoice you for it uh, or try to get reimbursed for it, that it gets added on to their periodic invoice that they're remitting to you, and you pay for the expense that way, and allow for them to truly be independent and not get involved in some sort of a reimbursement type process, because. Most of the time, it's not followed correctly, and it can create a lot of complications when it comes to workers' comp audits uh, and any sort of uh, tax audits that you may be dealing with, either from, uh, from, the, uh, from the IRS or state unemployment or uh, revenue departments. So an accountable plan will outline how that particular expense is to be claimed, how it is to be documented. Uh, it's going to talk about uh, how the expenses are substantiated. And it need, that particular expense has to be for a reasonable business purpose. So there's this uh, kind of general rule when it comes to business expenses that needs to be reasonable and necessary uh, for, the, uh, for the business. So if it's not reasonable, it's not necessary, uh, then essentially it's not going to be uh, deducted regardless if it's, uh, if it's in an accountable plan or not. So those particular expenses, what, do they, what, uh, what, uh, what qualities, what standards need to be in play? Number one, uh, the expense must have some sort of a business connection. So it needs to be related to the, to the business at hand. Okay. Secondly, the expenses must be substantiated within a reasonable time period. So there's a time element to it. And the employee must return any money not uh, spent to the employer also within a reasonable time period. So if you're advancing the money, and I'll talk about both of these throughout this podcast. If you're advancing the money, uh, to them. So uh, if it's within, say, for example, within 30 days uh, prior, uh, say they're going through and they're booking travel or whatever uh, on their own end, and you're going to reimburse them for it at some point. So uh, you're going to have a timeline on the front end. You'll give them an advance, and then you'll have a timeline post the expense in which they're going to have to turn in the receipts uh, to uh, essentially to get quote unquote reimbursed. Now they've already been given the cash. So if the, if the timeline isn't followed, then either they need to return the money or it's going to be added into their payroll, into their gross pay, and it's going to have taxes taken out of. Or you may have in the policy to where they can spend the money on other uh, expenses, as long as they, once again, follow the plan as far as the, the, uh, the documentation that's required to get handed back in. So if any of these conditions aren't met, uh, then uh, the reimbursement arrangement is treated as a non-accountable plan, which means that the reimbursement is taxable compensation to uh, to the employee, and then thus subject to employment taxes. And of course, that's not good for the employee because taxes are going to be withheld. It's not good for the employer either because they're going to have to, you know, with the FICA matching and it gets all wrapped up in with uh, unemployment tax and everything else that's related. Okay, so before reimbursement can be made, the employer must authorize the purchase for a legitimate business purpose, which generally would include such things as the following. So uh, in order for it to get reimbursed, the employee uh, really, or whoever, uh, I'm sorry, the employer, whoever inside the employer uh, a team is evaluating these receipts. They need to look at it and make sure that it is for a legitimate business purpose and it's reasonable. Okay. And so uh, many times, and I'll just kind of give you just some general areas where we we'll, where you'll see uh, reimbursements. Uh, travel expenses, and this is whether you're going uh, actual expenses or per diems, uh, gas or mileage uh, expenses, uh, tools, uh, supplies. Uh, you may uh, reimburse for some sort of a home office uh, deduction or home office expense, cell phones, uh, internet, uh, training and development, uh, dues, subscriptions, licenses, et cetera. So in kind of those things you can think of, I think it's reasonable, rather um, uh, comprehensive as to those types of items that an employee may pay out of pocket. 
Uh, so items that cannot be reimbursed under the plan would be expenses that are non-deductible. So an employee may go through and spend money in certain areas and turn in a receipt. However, they're not deductible to the business. Therefore, they uh, they should not follow and would not fall under the, um, the the accountable plan. And this would be such things, you know, country club, uh, you know, cocktail lounges, nightclubs, golf or athletic clubs, sporting events, a theater. So anything that kind of would be otherwise viewed as entertainment, uh, those particular items are not deductible to the business. So uh, only meals are deductible. Entertainment is never deductible. And, uh, and, and it was at one point in the past, uh, you could go through and if you had a business purpose, maybe, you know, go to a, a golf club, take somebody golfing, you know, those types of things, or maybe take the, the team to an event or a client to an event and it would be deductible. It is no longer deductible. And uh, uh, so if an employer if an employer wants to give an employee a flat amount for such things as cell phones, tools, or other incidentals, it doesn't want to go through the logistics uh, for proper reimbursement. Uh, it can handle this as a, a non-accountable expenditure and add the amount to the employee's wages. So it can be one of those situations where you don't want to go through the headache, but you want to help an employee pay for, you know, maybe they have a, cell, a personal cell phone, they use it for business, and you're simply going to say, okay, we're going to add $50 a month to your payroll, uh, and it is uh, for you to pay your cell phone bill. You don't need to hand in a receipt or whatever because it's considered wages at that point. So that's another way you can go about doing it. If you want to go through the headache, just simply say, anything you pay out of pocket, don't you know? Don't mess with it, whatever the case may be. Uh, we will just simply add it to your wages. Uh, that's not the best way of going about doing it, obviously. For tax purposes, it's generally better to make sure receipts are handed in and go through the reimbursement process. But sometimes it may make more sense for the smaller items, such things as cell phones, for example, that may have a little bit of a higher standard as far as the documentation of what was business, what wasn't business. Same thing for, for maybe fuel allowances, saying, okay, we're going to give you $100 a month instead of them tracking mileage, handing that information in. Just simply say, we're going to add that $100 onto your, onto your wages, to your gross compensation. So accountable plans are not employee benefit plans. Okay, so therefore they can be discriminatory. So you may, you know, allow for, um, uh, you may have an accountable plan for for the owners that you don't have for the employees. Uh, so it's kind of one of those things where you may have different rules depending on uh, the the employee. So uh, they can be discriminatory, but it, it is not considered a an employee benefit plan. Okay, although it is to the benefit of the employee and the employer to have one of these and and for it to be followed. Um, however, uh, it can be uh, it can be discriminatory as to the application of the uh, <coughs> of the plan or certain elements of it anyway. So substantiation of the expenditure must include. So when the uh, team member, when your employee goes through and hand uh, and comes into the office, hands in a receipt to be reimbursed, it must include uh, these things. And this is going to be true of um, uh, some of this is going to be true for all of your business expenses. So uh, substantiation uh, must include the time. Uh, place, location, and the business purpose. So, uh, when did this? Uh, you know, when did this happen? Uh, what was spent? What was the business purpose? And this should be true for all of your receipts. So, you think of meals, for example. Who were you with? Okay, um, where were you at? Who were you with? Uh, what was discussed? What was the business purpose? Okay, so uh, the same thing with travel. Uh, you know, where do you? We have a we have a client under audit currently, and uh, the, um, the the IRS is really digging into the uh, into the travel side. And this particular individual does a, does a fair amount of traveling, and and, uh, and he goes to uh, events, he competes, he, he does some professional athlete type uh, things. And, and one of the areas that the IRS is really digging in on, as they usually do when we when we're dealing with audits, is, is travel. Okay. Did you have your family with you? Were you out there? You know, if you went out uh, on a for, and I, I do a fair amount of traveling as well. 
And it's kind of one of those situations, okay, well, you know, you said you were there for five days on business, but were you there four days on the beach and only one day on business and you just try to write the whole thing off? The way to get around that is to make sure you document, document the receipts properly, to make sure, you know, how much time was spent that day, what were you doing, what was the business purpose, all those should be, uh, should be documented. And then in this case here with accountable plans, it should be on the receipt or on the documentation that's handed in by the employee. Uh, credit card statements are not substantiation uh, for business expenses. So even if you have an employee, and I, I do here, I have one of my team members that has a company credit card, okay? Guess what? He still has to hand in receipts, okay? That credit card statement is not substantiation. Now, it'll be used in an audit scenario. And of course, it's going to be evaluated and those types of things, but uh, the um, as far as for business purposes, you just can't ha uh, hand in a credit card statement and say, okay, here you know, here are my expenses, okay? The, and here's some of the logic behind it. For example, you go you go to a hotel, and uh, you're document this, documenting this as travel expense. Here you have on the, on the receipt, XYZ Hotel for $324. There is no way from looking at that receipt to know whether or not you went down to the lounge and had a couple drinks, um, if it truly was all business expenses. The so the receipt's going to detail what was spent and, uh, and, and, uh, and then the, uh, the business purpose of that uh, a particular expense as well. So, um, so the, the actual receipt uh, generally uh, should be provided. Now, it might be a situation where receipts are lost, things of that nature. Make sure that that is, uh, that is documented on how you're going to handle it. Okay, so if it's one of those situations, say, for example, somebody goes to a hotel and doesn't, uh, and doesn't, um, doesn't provide the receipt, should go through the process of contacting the hotel, get the, whole, get the receipt, that type of thing. But if it's some sort of a de minimis type item uh, to where they don't hand in the receipt, just simply say, okay, it's, we're going to say, okay, any receipts, say under $50, if you happen to lose a receipt, here's some documentation. Uh, and so if it's kind of a, out of an outlier, like one, you know, once a year or whatever this happens, fine. If it's something that happens regularly, if uh, the IRS were to come in, they would disallow it because simply you're just not following the rules. Okay. So if it's some, one of those things to where occasionally a receipt doesn't get handed in, um, it's going to be okay, provided it's the de minimis type item, just make sure that there's some documentation there. Uh, that is written down with these elements that we talked about before. Okay, uh, for per diem reimbursements, the employee can rely on federal per diem uh, tables and mileage allowances to report meal and travel expenses as opposed to actual cost. However, the requirement as to the date, the time, and business purpose still would apply. So if you're doing on a, on a per diem basis, so uh, they're, they're traveling and you're going to give them a per diem for that day of travel depending on where they're going, okay, and they hand in this paperwork, on that paperwork, Okay, and when it's going to say, okay, this is where we went, and this is the per diem rate on there, it does need to say, it does on that documentation, this is where we went and the business purpose of why we went there. Okay, business uh, business owners, this is important. So business owners and related parties cannot use per diems uh, for uh, for themselves for reimbursement pur uh, purposes. Okay, under an accountable plan. So uh, so business owners and related parties, uh, they simply cannot. Uh, use uh, per diems. They have to use actual uh, costs. So kind of keep that in mind uh, when it comes to accountable plans as it relates to the business owners and related parties. So for employers uh, that uh, that advance funds under the plan. So what we talked about a little, most, uh, mostly so far is a situation to where it's post-spend. So the person goes and they spend it and they hand in the receipt and then you reimburse them for it uh, uh, at that point. If you have an advance uh, of the expenses, say for example, somebody's got some, some travel coming up, whatever the case may be, and you advance them, a two thousand dollars, and they're going to spend this money out of pocket. Okay, so so for employers that advance funds under the plan, for employees to be reimbursed, reimbursed, there needs to be a time element uh, in the plan. So an employee can either use the fixed date method or the periodic statement method, and it's going to get a little geeky. So something if you're going to go through this, 
Uh, um, I think even if you're writing this accountable plan, you probably should lean into probably into your accountant and developing this. We have one that we use here for our clients that we um, when we're working with them developing these particular plans. Um, so, uh, but just kind of a, a high level to give you a little bit of an understanding of what this looks like. So, an example of the fixed date method uh, would be, for example, advances can be made within 30 days of the expenditure, and substantiation must be provided uh, within 60 days of the actual spend. Okay, so that's a uh, that's a fixed date method. You're going to say 30 days. Uh, so, if you're going to let us know you're traveling sometime in the next month, and you know you're, we're going to give you $2,000 for this trip. Go ahead and pay for everything you need to. Uh, but within 120 days of the uh, of the actual spend, we need to have receipts back. Okay, documenting this. This this really uh, is going to lean heavily into your HR department or your your personnel uh, department to to keep track of this. Okay, so they're probably going to have spreadsheets or using some sort of an app or software to kind of keep track of this. It's a bit of a headache uh, to do this, but you're going to have to have a tracking mechanism. Okay, to, to to follow the timelines, make sure the timelines are being followed, make sure you're collecting receipts. Okay, so that's the fixed date method. Under the periodic statement method, which an employer would provide at minimum a quarterly statement uh, um, detailing any payments in excess of the amount substantiated by the employee. So when the, the uh, and so what happens is after that uh, uh, after that time frame, the employer is going to go back to the employee and either state, okay, this needs to be reimbursed, or um, uh, or it uh, needs to be spent someplace else, or uh, it's going to be added as compensation. Uh, so the employee can either um, Return any excess funds or use for other substantiated expenses uh, within a defined timeline. So all this is going to be outlined in the plan. The second, uh, the second one is rarely done. Um, uh, most of the time, uh, you're going to see the fixed date, uh, the um, the uh, fixed date method as far as reimbursement post spend. If you're going to do it, uh, give them cash beforehand as a pre spend. Uh, it re does require um, quite a bit more work and sometimes can be a bit cumbersome for smaller employers, especially. So the plan does not have to be in writing, but a written document uh, does pro help provide clarity and structure. And I highly advise that you do have a written accountable plan, just as you would an employee manual, uh, something to that effect, to where things are documented. So an employee, when they come to you and say, well, I didn't know. Well, it was documented. Okay, here, here's the plan. You were given a plan. We talked about it. Uh, we discussed it in team training or on your onboarding. Uh, the, uh, you should have a, an understanding of what it is that we expect from you. So the plan must include the following, as we talked a little bit about this before, the time period. Uh, so the plan will include the following, the time period for employees to submit expenses. So somebody can't come back a year later and say, oh, I found this receipt in my glove compartment. Will you re reimburse me for it? No. Uh, you have 30 days. You have 60 days, whatever it is, uh, to hand in your receipts if you're going to be reimbursed. Okay, next, the process for requesting reimbursement, including what documents are required to prove uh, the request. So what, uh, what does your company require uh, for them to be handed in? It may be more than just the receipt. Okay, you may it may have require some sort of a supervisor's signature or some sort of a, of an approval, whatever the whatever the process is that you have internally, uh, a PO, whatever it is. Uh, there, uh, so the um, uh, so the, all that needs to be handed in. Who do they hand it into? Uh, all that should be outlined within the accountable plan. So the process for requesting uh, reimbursements, including what documents are required to prove the request or the reimbursement. So the process for returning excess reimbursements or allowances. So if somebody didn't spend all the money they were given, what is the process for it being returned? So that should also be in the accountable plan. The type of expenses that are reimbursable. So you may say, these are areas that we will reimburse. These are areas we will not reimburse. And it may be those areas that are not reimbursed, maybe areas that maybe normally uh, would, be, um, uh, would be allowed as a business expense. It's just you don't want the employee doing it uh, directly. Okay. So it may be one of those situations say, okay, you know what? No meals. Uh, you cannot just go out and arbitrarily spend money on meals and come in. 
we need to, that's one of these situations where there needs to be prior authorization, uh, uh, whatever the case may be. So, it, 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 and all that, once again, is going to be outlined inside of the accountable plan. And then the maximum allowable amount for certain expenses. So you may have in the accountable plan saying, okay, we will reimburse up to $100. Anything over that requires special approval. Uh, it follows outside of the accountable plan. And so, and also that particular plan may uh, mention in there as far as uh, preferred suppliers for that you use that get reduced expenses. And okay, you can go out and buy these particular items. However, you have to purchase them from these vendors because they give it, uh, they give it to us at a discounted rate. So these rules still apply if an employee has a company credit card. I did talk about that before. So just because an employee has a, a company credit card doesn't mean that they're excluded from having to hand in receipts. Okay, those receipts still have to be provided. And, um, and so receipts for proper documentation and substantiated must be provided. So uh, there are tools and apps out there uh, to help track uh, certain mileage and expenses. Uh, they're, they're plentiful out there. Uh, maybe a conversation if you're trying to find something, either do the research or maybe talk to your accountant may help, uh, may have a little bit of help as far as, you know, what are some apps to track miles? What are some apps to track receipts? That type of thing. Because sometimes it's a lot easier to be able to make take a picture with a phone uh, using some sort of an app on your phone and then it automatically gets uploaded. So an employee doesn't have to worry about, you know, where are they going to keep these receipts? They can just take a picture and, and send it in. Okay, so uh, there are plenty of tools and apps out there to help the employee and the employer stay on top of uh, the gathering of receipts and the documentation. So, and, and also it will be in, uh, helpful to regularly remind employees that documents provided need to be adequate and detailed. So just like every other aspect of business to make sure that you're, uh, you're having regular training and conversation about these particular issues uh, and, be, uh, and be preventative uh, on, the, on the front end and informative on the front end and, and that way you're not dealing with a whole lot of headaches on the, on the back end. So it is an area that can really provide a lot of contention for business owners, uh, this area of reimbursement. And, and even amongst business owners themselves, uh, between two business owners, it's generally best to make sure that all of these items are documented in an accountable plan and then it's followed regardless uh, if, it's, uh, if it's the business owner or if it's one of the employees. Hopefully this particular podcast uh, did provide you some help. I know it's a little bit of a complicated topic and a little bit of a longer podcast today, but hopefully uh, maybe you learned and uh, picked up on an item or two. If you're a client of ours and need help with this, uh, please reach out to us. Uh, if you're not a client, uh, more than happy if you want to reach out to me, um, I can go ahead and send you over a, a boilerplate of a plan and what it looks like. I'm more than happy to provide that uh, for you. This is Josh Belk with the Belk on Business Podcast. Please consider subscribing if you haven't already. Leave a review, leave a comment. Love to hear from you. Have a wonderful day.